discussion boards, podcasts, green screens, and blogs. We all have our favorite ways of helping students make their thinking visible. Thanks for listening in to the Teach Fest podcast, where we explore our successes and sometimes our failures with EdTech in the classroom. Each week, we will toss about ideas and share what we are learning as we work towards our goal of reaching every child, every day, in every way. Welcome to the Teach Fest podcast, episode eight. Today I'm joined by Chris Montuli, TCMS social studies teacher, leading ed tech integrator, and resident ed puzzle expert. If you're looking for a tool that will help you flip the classroom and make the most out of asynchronous learning time with your students, then we have a treat for you today. Chris is going to share some insights into how he uses EdPuzzle to extend the learning outside of the regular school day, collect useful assessment data on student progress, and foster collaboration in his departmental team. Thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk about EdPuzzle, Chris. Thank you. So, Chris, EdPuzzle was a new product for us this year, and it's got a lot of neat features to help flipping the classroom and also to gather assessment data asynchronously. Can you tell me a little bit about how you've used EdPuzzle to support your students in your classroom this year? I've been using EdPuzzle for uh, quite a few years now. Probably, this is probably, um, I would say my sixth, sixth or seventh year, somewhere around there. Um, so I've been using it for on my own before the district bought licenses for everybody. And I've found a lot of value in it, you know, using it to, to, to support what we're doing in the classroom, giving students the opportunity to engage with content and material on their own, uh, but in, in what I feel is a meaningful way and kind of meeting their, their 21st century kind of their, their needs as learners in, a, in, a, in this 21st century way. They're visual learners, it, you know, you're using video, um, but you are using also, you know, uh, good teaching techniques and, question, and questioning techniques to get students to focus in on the content and the, the material that you're, you're, you're zeroing in on. And I, I found it, it's really effective and engaging. Uh, students enjoy, you know, uh, the the Ed Puzzle lessons that uh, that I've been able to curate and put together and so forth, and I probably find that I have a little bit higher uh, return <laughs> on uh, their 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 work here uh, with these. It looks different than school looked, you know, ten or fifteen years ago, uh, and it kind of meets these twenty first century learners uh, where they're at. I think. Have you gotten any feedback from students about EdPuzzle specifically and things that they like about it? Nothing specific. Um, it, there's nothing that a student has come up to me and said, oh, this, you know, does it for me. It's just that level of engagement that, I, um, that I, I'm seeing a little bit more of with EdPuzzle. And I, it, it, it's a little more accessible. I think the material for a lot of students, uh, instead of saying, all right, you know, read this and answer these questions on a, a traditional worksheet or something like this, you know, a lot of stu students are reluctant uh, for whatever reason, for uh, many different reasons, but throw a 15 minute video up uh, and say, 
here, watch this, and then answer these questions. Well, in the questions, you're embedding a lot of reading skills too. You have the ability to do that. So you're getting at the same kind of goals uh, and, and targets, educational targets, uh, but you're doing it in a different way uh, that meets those student needs. Were there any challenges that you needed to overcome to make Edpuzzle work, especially with COVID and integrating into our LMS and through Schoology? It was a little challenging to integrate it, uh, but it, it, they've really kind of overcome that that challenge. It's really, really simple and user-friendly. I had used it outside of the uh, Schoology um, for years. And what I used to do, because we, uh, because I was doing it on my own, I would simply embed my Edpuzzle uh, assignments into my Schoology page. But now Schoology and Edpuzzle really work nice together. It's not 100% perfect, but it's, it's, re- it's, it's really, really good. So I don't have to worry about embedding. It takes a few of those steps away that would maybe be intimidating to teachers that aren't uh, as tech savvy. And once you do it a few times and get used to that, the features that Edpuzzle and Schoology, how they work together, I think teachers will find that it, is, it isn't that intimidating. It's uh, really kind of simple and then hopefully see the value in it as well. So we were sort of forced because of the pandemic to go into a hybrid mode. And I think Edpuzzle and some other products really helped us with the asynchronous days. Now that we've really embedded it, do you see an application of Edpuzzle when we return back in the fall and we're five days normal operations? I was using it before. So absolutely. hundred uh, percent. You can not only, like I said, but like, you know, meet the students where they're at, but this is a way to uh, uh, reinforce content, especially in the social studies where you can get into a lot of visual content that helps reinforce what we're, uh, what we're learning about and so forth. I, like I said, I used it way before we got into this pandemic and I will continue to use it when we're out of this pandemic. Absolutely, 100%. What are the, the video sources that you use? I know a lot of people talk about YouTube, but are there other ways of getting video into Edpuzzle? There are. I mean, you can literally take any video that you have already and upload it to your Edpuzzle account, edit it down for size, You know, take out different parts of it that you don't want to use to edit it to a certain length, embed those questions and so forth. So you can use your own videos that you have. You can make videos. You could use like a screencast-o-matic video of you presenting a lesson and embed that in, and, and use that in Edpuzzle. I generally, I, I have curated uh, several videos for my, my different units and so forth. I probably have, depending on the unit, anywhere between two to five go-to kind of resources. And I'm, you know, I'm refining those as I, you know, work through every year, you know, finding one here that might meet my needs better or touches on something that I wasn't able to to, to, uh, do a good enough job that I felt in the classroom or something like that that offered something maybe different. But inside of Edpuzzle, that's the, that's the cool thing with Edpuzzle. Like working inside of Edpuzzle, you have the ability to search inside of Edpuzzle. And there are teachers that have already created videos 
and they they vary to you know if they're going to meet your needs or not but then you can take those videos and you can manipulate them you can edit the question you can edit them for length and for content so it's really powerful and then the you know schoology integration all you're doing through schoology is assigning the videos and then um, grading the videos through Schoology. Through the Edpuzzle website, that's where you're doing the, you know, you're looking, cre- curating your content and so forth. So it sounds like there's a really rich collaborative library of sorts within the Edpuzzle community, as well as things that you create on your own. So if I were a math teacher and I did a screencast-o-matic solving systems of linear equations on a table and a graph, I could take that video put it to Edpuzzle and then ask kids questions about it? Certainly, 100%. And you can share it with your department really, really easy. Anybody in your department has, you know, has access to it. And you can say, hey, man, I just made, you know, I just found this video or made this video. And, you know, I really like it. think it might work for you. Take a look at it. And it's really, really simple to do that. So it works in that collaborative, you know, piece with your, your department. Sounds like a great way to crowdsource the work. Absolutely. Yep. So it sounds like a fantastic product, Chris, just in terms of, you know, not only curating and archiving, but collaborating and engaging kids. Do you have any advice for a listener who might want to try Edpuzzle for the first time? Don't be intimidated by it. You know, it is really, I don't want to say it's, you know, I think it's super simple. I've been using it for years. I don't want to like make it sound, you know, that it, you know, you're not going to have any issues, uh, but I think there there will be very very few issues that you do have. It's pretty um, intuitive. I think it's very very intuitive actually, and there's not a lot of bells and whistles. I guess would be a way to describe it. Not a lot of all these editing features. It's I know people get kind of you know overwhelmed with video editing and so forth. When I talk about video editing, I'm literally talking about I don't want this first 20 seconds. So I can cut that in, you know, very, very simple. And the other thing is I'm, I would be happy to help any teacher who has any questions. You come across something, you're not sure how to do something, uh, reach out to me. I am available to help anybody. And I can literally probably within five minutes answer just about any question you might have on Edpuzzle and show you how to get, uh, get going with it. Uh, in a really, really uh, effective way. Well, that's awesome. And I'm sure that we'll have some listeners that will reach out to you and and take you up on that. So thank you, Chris. 100%. Um, Yeah. And Chris, thanks again for taking time to share your Edpuzzle experiences with our listeners. I I really appreciate your willingness to take risks. Uh, You've always been right out on the cutting edge with, you know, innovative ed tech practices for the benefit of kids. Uh, So thank you for that. And uh, I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate it too. Thanks, Mike. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of the Teach Fest podcast. I hope you found today's insights helpful and relevant to your classroom practice. This episode's theme music is an original composition by Brighton High School junior Lily Odehambo. Many thanks to Lily for her work to create this beautiful piece. And Strews, you rock. Mark your calendars. This year's Teach Fest conference is scheduled for Wednesday, July 7th, and will feature a full day of sessions 
designed to support your professional development with ideas just like the one you heard today. In the meantime, keep on innovating.